This is Sports Talk Chicago with John Zaglore, John Meadows directing and producing. Join the conversation and comment on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. We're live at all three of those places at Sports Talk Chicago. Jose Abreu is back in the news. White Sox are back in the news, too. We have some breaking news and reports about Mike Clevenger that we're going to share in a second. But I wanted to read this article to you. Saw this this week, and I had to say I was not surprised but taken aback by what Abreu said. So we were all wondering this offseason why Jose Abreu left. Now, White Sox probably didn't offer him what he wanted. Older guy, 36 years old, got a three-year deal from Houston, which, hey, good for him. At 36 years old, getting a three-year commitment from any team in baseball. It's unbelievable. But Abreu now spoke out about what happened to the White Sox last season, why 2022 didn't go the way it was supposed to go. Abreu said the White Sox were not a family in 2022. He said this, quote, Sometimes when you're at a place where maybe you're not being respected to the point where you think you should be, you just have to go somewhere else. Jose Abreu coming out and making a big statement this past week. I don't blame him for those comments. And in fact, I find it a little bit disgraceful that... The White Sox didn't make as much of an effort to retain him, but then also what happened last year probably had a profound effect on him. Now, I don't know the specifics of what went on inside the locker room. I wasn't there. But obviously the team underperformed. Guys were not getting along. All year long, it seemed as if nobody ever clicked. Their performances never improved enough. They just kind of stagnated and didn't go too well. And now Jose Abreu has something to say about it. And the whole idea about respect... I kind of get it. I kind of understand what he's talking about here. The lack of respect, rather. What did the White Sox offer him this year? Hey, he got a three-year commitment for a team that never, ever employed him or never even knew him. And I guarantee you this, Jose Abreu is going to do just fine in Houston. And last year, he did just fine in the White Sox uniform, despite what everybody wants to say. Abreu still hit about 300, 305. Had about 15 home runs. He did great for his age. Played every game still and performed, despite what everybody wants to say. He may not have had the power numbers that he had before. But he was the only player of the White Sox with a 300 batting average. The only player in the entire team who hit 300. That's it. Nobody else did it. That's impressive to me. Somebody at 36 years old still setting the example and getting the job done. Abreu had 183 hits, 15 homers, which everybody's going to complain about that number, but a 304 average. And Jose Abreu in his career, believe it or not, if he could play maybe another five or six more years, I don't know if he will at his age, and continue this production, could even be a borderline Hall of Fame candidate. Based on these numbers, 100% yes. And the fact that he put all this up in a White Sox uniform, It makes him a legend. I mean, 1,400 hits, 243 home runs, 292 batting average. He won an MVP with the White Sox, won Rookie of the Year with the White Sox, played with them for nine years. This is one of the most successful stretches in White Sox history for any player that they've ever had. And that's a fact. And Sox fans, you could put that to the test. It's it's 100% true. So I can understand why there's no respect. And this is different, by the way, than maybe... 
the Cubs and the whole Rizzo, Baez, Bryant situation. See, those guys didn't perform. The respect was lost, and deservedly so. They went through a World Series hangover. They never replicated what 2016 was, and uh, out of the blue, they sucked. Then they weren't winning. I found it hard to say that it was Jose Abreu's fault as to why the White Sox didn't do anything significant in 2022. Jose Abreu performed the same way he's always performed. Nothing's ever changed. Last year, a great example of a consistent performance from Abreu. Nothing changed. Anthony Rizzo sucked his last year. Chris Bryant still sucks. Javier Baez still sucks. All of them. That's why they lost respect. That's why they were traded away. Jose Abreu did not deserve to lose respect. He was still performing. It's not his fault. Nobody else performed. There was cancer inside the locker room. There were so many problems. Obviously, it didn't affect him. He was still performing. So I don't understand why there was a loss of respect or why he felt that way when he should have been revered by the White Sox. Honestly, at the end of the day, when Abreu retires, if his number is not retired and if his face isn't put on the outfield wall, then it's a travesty. Jose Abreu is one of the best White Sox of all time. And that's not blowing smoke. Been there nine years. Great track record. Won a couple of significant awards. He's one of the greatest White Sox players to ever play on that team. So the fact that he felt disrespected when last year he hit about 300, only White Sox player to do it and still performed is a shame. And it goes to show you what was really going on for the White Sox in 2022. There were a lot of problems. And even Tim Anderson's comments the past couple of weeks, I had Ozzie Guillen on a couple of weeks ago, we talked about those two. Ridiculous. Hey, guys, play better. You're going to be criticized if you suck. Play better then. You're going to be criticized if you suck. You're going to be criticized if you can't win games. You're going to be criticized if you go 81 and 81 and you should be a World Series contender. Of course that's going to happen. So, of course, there's a lack of respect. I, I understand what Abreu is talking about, and I feel for him because he is a quality baseball player. So I can understand why he left. I wanted to make sure I addressed those comments today because they're very important and they ring true. And this is not the same as the Cubs and Rizzo and Brian and Baez. They suck near the end. They deserve to be traded. They deserve to be cut. If there was a way to cut them outright, send them to AAA, you should have done that. Abreu was still performing. He left. Good for him. Shame of the White Sox for making him feel disrespected. Another quick note developing as of about an hour ago. Mike Clevenger has been cleared of all wrongdoing or potential charges in regards to a domestic abuse situation. No penalty for him, no suspension, and he's supposed to be playing. Shocked by that end result based on what details were out there and what happened. Nevertheless, it's true. And that's kind of a big win for the White Sox on the field-wise. Now, the controversy that comes with it, not good. But as far as on the field, they just gained back their fourth or fifth starter for the rest of this season now, assuming he stays healthy. Now, all of a sudden, the White Sox have a viable kind of rotation. 
You have Giolito, you have Lance Lynn, now you have Clevenger, you got Kopech. You got some guys in this rotation who can still perform and still put up numbers and hopefully could even improve based on last season. Plus Dylan Cease. Here's their five right now, according to their depth chart online. Giolito, Lynn, Cease, Kopech, Clevenger. I have to say, quietly, that's one of the best rotations in baseball. Now with Clevenger entering the fray. And if all them, now this is unrealistic, but if all them play at their peak, this could be an amazing rotation. If Lucas Giolito, Lynn, Cease, Kopech, and Clevenger can replicate their best seasons this year, we're talking about a shutout, lights-out rotation. If not, still... We're talking about a quality rotation. When Michael Kopech and or Mike Clevenger are going to be your fifth starter, you're doing something right. And Kopech did great last year in limited time. Clevenger, usually, despite last year being about league average, is okay, pretty good. And Giolito, Lynn, and Cease are your dogs at the top of the rotation. Should be, at least. This is a big win for the White Sox, whether you agree with it or not. Whether you feel that way or not, I don't like the details that come with the Clevenger situation at all. Uh, I don't even want to talk about them. They're very wrong. Look at it on your own. They're not good. But as far as a pure baseball perspective, a pure on-the-field perspective, this is a huge, huge win for the White Sox. I'm just saying you got to really be thinking about it now. Sox fans have a lot to be optimistic about after this news that came out. You have probably one of the best rotations down all of baseball on paper. You can't convince me otherwise on that. I mean, look at this rotation. Again, Cease, Giolito, Lynn, Kopech, Clevenger. My goodness. That's a World Series-type rotation, and that's a fact. That's a World Series-type rotation. Everybody plays according to their capability and their potential. I give them credit. It's big news for the White Sox. It's a huge win for the White Sox. I did want to come out and say that too. That's developing news as of literally two hours ago. We just came on the air with this. Mike Clevenger is going to be back. And now all of a sudden, the White Sox, I'll tell you, with that rotation, it's going to be very hard for them to be bad this year. Unless everybody just totally does nothing and has five ERAs, which I don't expect. If all these pitchers stay healthy and perform to their potential, the White Sox, via their pitching alone, will win this division. And I'm saying it right now. If this pitching stays healthy, if they perform according to their potential, they're winning the division easily. How could you not win the division? How could you not even be a playoff team with this rotation? It would be a cataclysmic failure if the Sox don't make the playoffs now with these five pitchers at the helm. And I mean that. And that's a challenge issue to the White Sox to come through and get something done. This is actually a great rotation. If you are not winning the division or at least making the playoffs with these five pitchers, you've done something completely wrong. This is a challenge, and I'm issuing this to the White Sox today. There is no reason why you should not win the division with this five-man rotation now that we know Clevenger's back in the mix. Say what you want about the off-the-field stuff. I don't even like it. But on paper, these five pitchers, Sox team should be everywhere. They should be so much improved. We'll see how it ends up playing out. But 
think it's important to note that they should be good this year. Michael says, still a trash bullpen, no defense, and garbage offense. Well, I mean, the bullpen could have problems because Liam Hendricks is going through some cancer treatment right now, so you're losing your closer. That could be a problem. Um, their offense is going to be pretty good, though, as far as I know. Uh, Colos is hitting about 500 so far. Their top prospect in spring training is probably going to make the team. They've got your usuals coming back. Tim Anderson's going to be back. I mean, I think they're going to be better than you think offensively. You got Anderson, Stale, Luis Robert, Aloy Jimenez, who's lost about 20 to 30 pounds entering spring training. Elvis Andrews is back, who did very good for them last year in 43 games. There's a situation and a possibility for this team to still play well and still produce offensively. I don't know if they're really garbage offensively yet. Matt Nagy, future White Sox skipper. Yeah, right, Michael. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good one. See how that would go, huh? I like Rizzo. Okay. Uh, Darius, respect is huge, especially when the players who aren't getting it have shown the character and honor of deserving respect. Similar to the comes with Rizzo, Brian Contreras, sickening. Um, I'll agree with you on the Contreras part because Contreras till the end still performed, but Rizzo and Bryant lost respect deservedly so because of their performance. And this is where I stand And baseball. And a coach taught me this. Coach taught me this, actually. What have you done for me lately? That's what baseball is. It's a what have you done for me lately sport. So Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, Contreras, I'm going to lump him in there too, won the World Series in 2016. What does that have to do with 2019 and 2020? Absolutely nothing other than that was your peak in 2016. All of you guys suck. Time to get you out of here. That's what happened. You're going to lose respect if you don't perform anymore or if you hit a roadblock and then you have a World Series hangover like the Cubs did. That should have been a dynasty team, and they were not. That was a failure. Everybody involved, Theo, Jed, and the players. So, yes, you're going to lose respect when you don't perform. That's the problem. See, Abreu, in my opinion, never stopped performing. I mean, look at these numbers for Jose Abreu. Every year it was just consistent and good and just outstanding numbers. You could argue his worst year was in 2018, 22 homers, 78 RBIs, still hit 265. That was probably his worst year. Every other year he's been solid. 150 games every year except 2018. 150-plus games every year. And putting up quality numbers, Jose Abreu never deserved a loss of respect. Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, who, you know, weren't hitting, striking out hundreds of times, were causing the Cubs to be an under-500 team or around a 500 team in 2019. Yes, they deserve to lose respect. That core won a World Series three years ago and have never been the same since. Jose Abreu performed every single year, no matter where the White Sox were, and he still got shafted. Different story about respect and losing it in baseball. 